48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. A foreman testifies to the MTR Construction Works inquiry that he thought workers were reckless and stupid in cutting short bars. A doctor is arrested over the death of a Botox patient. And the Travel Industry Council says police need to investigate if mainland tour guides are working here illegally. A foreman in charge of bar bending and fixing at the MTR's Hongham station has told an inquiry into substandard works that he never managed to find out why his workers had cut short steel bars on three occasions in 2015, although he did reprimand them for what they had done. Maggie Ho reports. Zhou Zheng, who's a foreman of subcontractor Fangshang Construction, said when he found out workers had cut short threaded parts of reinforcement bars, he told them not to do it again. But he told the inquiry that when he asked why they had done so, no one responded. Mr. Zheng said he reckoned it was because workers wanted to cut corners and were reckless. He said he was surprised the workers were so stupid. He also told the inquiry that there were no advantages and only disadvantages in cutting bars. Mr. Zheng earlier admitted he initially failed to disclose the three-bar cutting incidents to the MTR, the police and the inquiry because he didn't want people to associate the incidents to the alleged large-scale and systematic cutting of steel bars. An 86-year-old plastic surgeon has been arrested in connection with the death of a woman who collapsed after having a Botox injections at a private clinic in Chimsa Choi. Dr Franklin Lee is alleged to have violated the dangerous drugs regulations. Government doctors, pharmacists and police officers have been gathering evidence at the clinic. The 52-year-old woman lost consciousness around 5pm yesterday and was sent to Queen Elizabeth Hospital in critical condition. The chairman of a government advisory body is hoping more restaurants will take part in efforts to cut the excessive use of plastic. Lam Chu Ying from the Environmental Campaign Committee was speaking ahead of the Friday launch of its campaign to encourage people to say no to single-use utensils. During the two-month campaign, customers earned a stamp for not taking plastic utensils with their meals at any Café de Coral Fairwood or Maxim's restaurants. Six stamps can redeem a free set of reusable cutlery or a hot drink. Mr Lam says they may introduce further incentives. There are many alternatives. Maybe some of the restaurants could offer a small discount if you uh, ask not to be given one-use utensils. A few dollars would be asking for too much. I hope that uh, what they save in the operation could be uh, passed on to the customers. Pro-Beijing unionists have urged the government to manage default investment funds of the Mandatory Provident Fund in a bid to improve the scheme's performance. Right now, there are two funds under the default strategy and they perform better than the other funds in the past year. The Federation of Trade Unions says having the Monetary Authority run a default fund would bring in more competition and lower management fees for the other funds. The FTU's Bill Tang says they'd essentially be following the footsteps of counterparts in Sweden. The public authority, they can make some contract with the private bank to make a better performance if the appointed bank cannot meet the target performance they can mm-hmm. end the contract there's a very good power to maintain or monitor the performance of MPF the Travel Industry Council says police need to investigate if mainland tour guides are working in Hong Kong illegally. Yesterday, the Hong Kong Tourism Industry Employees General Union said it observed some local guides had met mainland tour groups at the port area of the bridge from Macau and Zhuhai, briefing them and letting them continue their journey alone. Alice Chan, the executive director of the council, says police should check if the travellers are being accompanied by mainland guides. The issue here is what happens after that if the mainland tour escort continue with the rest of the tour guiding work. Then 
that your escort is suspected to be working illegally in Hong Kong. And I think that is where the Hong Kong police should look into. Meanwhile, a population policy expert is suggesting that quotas be imposed on the number of visitors crossing the bridge due to the burden they're placing on Tung Chung's local infrastructure. For the third weekend in a row since the bridge opened, Tung Chung has been swamped by mainland visitors. Two people were arrested yesterday during a protest over mainland tour guides working illegally. Only tour guides can take visitors around Hong Kong. University of Hong Kong professor Paul Yip says the government wasn't prepared for the tourist influx. If they can reinforce this sort of laws and regulation and make sure the tour guides, when they come to Hong Kong, they will have a local tour guide to receive these people. So if there is good communication in the Hong Kong side and to ensure that whatever tours coming in there, we will have a local tour. And from then, we just try to regulate and then to ensure that I think the capacity of all the people who are coming in, it will not exist our current capacity. Turning overseas now, and the governor of California, Jerry Brown, has urged President Trump to declare a major disaster in response to wildfires burning at both ends of the state. The appeal came a day after the president threatened to cut funding for California, blaming the fires on what he called very poor forest management. Speaking at a news conference, Mr Brown said the current climate for fires in the state is unprecedented. This is not the new normal, this is the new abnormal. And this new abnormal uh, will continue certainly in the next 10 to 15 to 20 years. And unfortunately, the best science is telling us that uh, dryness, uh, warmth, uh, drought, all those things, uh, they're going to intensify. At least 31 people have died in the fires. Local reporter Julia Suleg is in the town of Paradise that's been devastated by the blazes. The scale of it is just shocking. It's blocks and blocks and miles and miles of just everything down to ashes. You know, this is one of the largest fires in terms of destruction, and most of them are homes. Unfortunately, they're starting to recover bodies now. A quarter of a million Californians have received evacuation warnings. Connie, also from Paradise, was one of them. We're basically homeless right now. We thought we were going to die. If we would have waited five more minutes, we wouldn't be here today. And I'm just grateful that... I'm alive. The Republican governor of Florida, Rick Scott, who claimed victory in the election for the U.S. Senate last week, has filed a lawsuit against officials supervising a recount of the vote. He's asked a judge to order police to impound voting machines and ballots when they're not being used. Mr Scott also accused his Democratic rival, Senator Bill Nelson, of clearly trying to commit fraud to win the election. Senator Nelson said the governor was making false claims because he was so worried about losing. The United States and Britain are increasing pressure on Saudi Arabia to bring justice to the killers of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi, who was murdered inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul last month. The US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has told Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman that Washington would hold everyone involved accountable. The British Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt is travelling to Saudi Arabia, as the BBC's James Landale reports. Over the weekend, Turkey revealed it had shared audio tapes relating to the case with allies, including Britain. And today, Jeremy Hunt will fly to Riyadh to meet King Salman and his son, the country's de facto ruler, Mohammed bin Salman. The Foreign Secretary will urge them to do more to deliver justice and accountability to the Hashoji family. He'll say it is unacceptable that the circumstances surrounding the murder still remain unclear. 
Israeli troops have clashed with Hamas militants during a raid inside the Gaza Strip. Hamas said Israeli forces killed six people, including a local militant commander. Israel said one of its army officers was also killed. The BBC's Tom Bateman is in Jerusalem. Hamas's military wing said Israeli special forces fired from a car which was around three kilometres inside the Gaza Strip. An exchange of fire then broke out with witnesses reporting tank shelling and explosions from Israeli airstrikes in the area. Sirens warning of rocket fire from Gaza have been sounding in nearby Israeli towns with several rockets shot down by anti-missile batteries. The exposure of such a reported operation by Israeli forces inside Gaza would be extremely rare. The French president and the German chancellor have urged other world leaders to reject nationalism at events to mark a 100 years since the end of the First World War. President Macron of France told an audience, including Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin, that nations lost their moral values when they put their interests first at the expense of others. Patriotism is the opposite of nationalism. Nationalism is treason. If we think our interests may only come first and we don't care for others, it's a treason of our values, a betrayal of all moral values. We must remember this. Chancellor Merkel said she feared that blinkered nationalist views were gaining ground again. It is not to be taken for granted and we have to work for it. And this is why I would like to talk about my worries that the national protectionism is going to spread May people are ignoring our dependencies of one each other. Huge crowds have been celebrating the centenary of Poland regaining independence, waving national flags to turn the streets of the capital Warsaw into a sea of red and white. Police say more than 200,000 people have taken part. This marcher said the event had brought the country together. It's an extraordinary event. You know, it's not every day that you feel connection to the strangers. Every, everyone here is a stranger every day, but not today. Today, everyone's Polish. <laughs> everyone feels like a, like family. But opposition parties and several former presidents have boycotted the event in protest at a decision to allow far-right nationalist groups to join in. The Sri Lankan president, Mal Thripala Sirisena, has defended his decision to dismiss parliament, saying violent clashes between rival MPs could have led to civil unrest. Here's the BBC's Ambarasan Etirajan. Defying international calls to reconvene parliament as early as possible, the Sri Lankan president dismissed the House and announced a snap election in January. Justifying his decision today, Maitripala Sirisena said there had been media reports suggesting politicians could clash during a parliamentary vote to decide which party commanded a majority. The EU criticised the move, saying it risked undermining public confidence in the country's democratic institutions. The political crisis began when the president sacked the Prime Minister, Ranil Vikramasinghe, and replaced him with the former president, Mahindra Japaksa. Financial news now and in currencies. The US dollar is trading at 114.01 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 13 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 12 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 25,686. 81 points up on the previous close. Turnover was $44 billion. And now, with a look at the latest sports news, here's Adam Jern. Hong Kong's hopes of reaching next year's Rugby World Cup took a big hit after they lost to Germany in the first game of the qualifying playoff taking place in Marseille. It was a close game for the first 60 minutes before the Germans scored two tries down the stretch to win 26-9. 
Matt Rosley accounted for all of Hong Kong's points with three penalty conversions as the SAR failed to score any tries. In the other game, Kenya were thrashed 65 to 19 by Canada. Hong Kong will face Kenya on Saturday. Next to football in the English Premier League, where City are back on top after winning the Manchester Derby. City are two points clear after a 3-1 win at home to United. David Silva, Sergio Aguero and Ilkay Gundogan were on target for City. Here's their manager, Pep Guardiola. We are here to win the Premier League, no, not to win the United. United helped us to, you know, to, to be 12 points plus goes different. So, but it's just three points. Important is, a, is a, we are maintaining our, our, our level in, in terms of results and the way we play. Liverpool are up to second in the table after they beat Fulham 2-0 at Anfield. Mo Salah and Sheridan Shakiri scored the goals. Shakiri got special praise from his boss Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a player. <laughs> Helped us today again a lot between the lines. Um, good footballer. How I said that, that how we played in the first half, that was really good. It was only 1 0, that's it. And you always have that in your mind, but they had the one chance with, with Cessignon. And the passes Shaq played in the first half, the little chips in behind for Mo and all that stuff, that was really good. Chelsea slipped to third after a goalless draw at home to Everton, who moved up to ninth. Fifth place Arsenal came from behind at home to draw one all with Wolves. In Spain, leaders Barcelona were beaten 4-3 at home by Real Betis, who began the day in 15th. Barca's local rival Espanyol could have gone level with them at the top, but they lost 2-1 at Sevilla. Sevilla now just one point behind Barca in second. And Real Madrid have cut the gap to four points from the top with a 4-2 win at Celta Vigo. In Italy, Juventus beat AC Milan 2-0 for their 11th win in 12 Serie A matches. And in France, Paris Saint-Germain thrashed Thierry Henry's Monaco 4-0. And finally, in tennis at the season-ending ATP Finals, Kanishikori stunned Roger Federer in their opening group match. Federer, chasing a 100th career title, lost 7-6-6-3 to the Japanese world number 9. In the same group, Kevin Anderson beat Dominic Team in straight sets 6-3-7-6. And that's your look at sports. Thanks to Adam Chiang there. And now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. A foreman testifies to the MTR Construction Works inquiry that he thought workers were reckless and stupid in cutting short bars. A doctor is arrested over the death of a Botox patient. And the Travel Industry Council says police need to investigate if mainland tour guides are working here illegally. The news from RTHK.
Shit, shit, shit.